Welcome to A New Creation. I'm Phyllis and thank you for joining me today. Every episode of A New Creation is commissioned by the Holy Spirit. It is new and it is from God. A kingdom mindset is a mindset to know the revelation of what God is saying today and what's required of us who are his ecclesia. See, we're in a new era, and this new era demands new wineskins. It demands us doing things according to what the word of God teaches us and what the Holy Spirit is saying to us. In Revelation chapter 4, verse 1, and the message version of the scripture I'm going to read to you, and it reads, Then I looked, and oh, a door opened into heaven. The trumpet voice The first voice in my vision called out, Ascend and enter. I'll show you what happens next. This scripture was shared to us from John the Revelator. And John was the last of Jesus' disciples. He was the last one who was alive. And he was exiled on the Isle of Patmos. And when they exiled him, when he was sent away to that Isle, that Island alone, he's accounting in this particular scripture what he saw. And based on what he saw, it is an example of us on how we are as kingdom voices speaking the mind and the heart of God. See, John saw what was to come on the earth. And we are to see through the eyes of faith what the Holy Spirit reveals to us. As we proclaim what we hear him say, we are God's church, which is his government in the earth realm. And we also, as the church, it's God's restraining force against the spiritual wickedness in the earth. That is exactly what we are, the ecclesia, the church. We restrain the forces of darkness. We restrain wickedness. And we keep it away from taking over all of civilization. Our very presence does. As citizens of the kingdom of God, we have kingdom authority. And I looked up kingdom, the kingdom of God. And I looked up in in particular kingdom when we're referring to the kingdom of God. And kingdom is the word basilia. And it's spelled B-A-S-I-L-E-I-A. And it's a Greek word. And I looked it up in Strong's Concordance. And it's the number under number 932 in Strong's Concordance, just in case you want to look it up. And it means kingship, sovereignty, authority, rule, and especially of God, both in the world and in the hearts of men. So when I'm saying kingdom, when we say the kingdom of God, or speaking of God's kingdom, In a concrete sense, it means all of those things I mentioned. When Jesus said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, he meant the authority of the rule of the kingdom of God, both in the world and in the hearts of our our hearts, mankind. We are of a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Let me say that again. We are of a kingdom that cannot be shaken. In Hebrews chapter 12, verses 26 through 28, and I'm going to read the New Living Translation of the Scripture. 
and it reads, When God spoke from Mount Sinai, his voice shook the earth, but now he makes another promise. Once again, I will shake not only the earth, but the heavens also. This means that all of creation will be shaken and removed so that only unshakable things will remain. Since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him with holy fear and awe. Did you hear that? That's in the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verses 26 through 28. And I read the NLT, the New Living Translation version of that scripture. And it, it illustrates the fact that we are, we, the ecclesia, those of us who are of the kingdom of God, Basilia, his kingdom, we are in the kingdom that cannot be shaken. And this scripture describes that God is shaking everything. He shook things before on Mount Sinai in the Old Testament. And that was by his voice. When he spoke, he shook everything then. But he said this time, a second time, this is during our times. He's not only going to shake the earth, which he did back then, but he said the heavens also. And when that type of shaking takes place, what he's describing to us, what is going to be remained is that which cannot be shaken. And it's good news to us because we are of the kingdom that cannot be shaken. Today's episode of Phyllis's New Creation is Count the Cost. See, whether you are ready for it or not ready for it, we are in a new era. It is an era when God will place us in places to sit in seats of authority. Let me repeat that. We're living in an era when God will place us, his ecclesia, his kingdom, people, his government, his church. And we are the church as individuals. We are the ecclesia, the government of God. I'm not talking about a building. I'm talking about God's government, God's representatives in the earth. He is going to place us in seats of authority. No more should our mindset be that we are to only be able to be used by God within the walls of the church. That's a physical building. He's not talking about a physical building. He's talking about us being his ecclesia, his church. And so whether you are a teacher in education, whether you are an entrepreneur, have your own business, whether you, you work in government in some role, whether you work for yourself, or maybe you're a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home father. Whatever capacity that you're in, wherever God has placed you, wherever he puts you to serve other people or to be utilized by others, he's put you there to represent his kingdom. And he's put you there to be in authority, to rule. The battle that's going on in the earth and will continue to go on in the earth until Christ returns is the battle of rulership. Which kingdom will rule? Will it be the kingdom of God, the Basilia, God's kingdom, God's sovereignty, God's authority, God's rule? Or will it be the kingdom of darkness, a satanic kingdom, the kingdom of this world? I decree and declare the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. And Christ shall reign forever and ever. God has placed us here. He's chosen us and commissioned us. We've been commissioned by our king to speak his heart 
and his mind in the marketplace. In Matthew chapter 22, verse 14, and I'm going to read the King James Version of the scripture. It reads, for many are called, but few are chosen. Jesus made that statement and he made that statement when he had just finished speaking a parable to those who were listening to him. And the parable was about a wedding feast that God was hosting and he sent invites out. He invited. He had his servants to go out to extend invitations to those who he had invited. And those guests that he had invited rejected his invitation. So his servants came back and he sent his servants out again to bring in all those who would be interested in attending. They weren't originally on the list, but they were grafted into the list because when his, the people who he invited rejected those who were on his invitation list, he went out and had his servants to go. God had his servants to go out again to invite other people. And that's when the gathering took place. Now, when the gathering for the wedding feast took place, it was comprised of people who had come because they were that the servants had gone out and they were extended an invitation and they freely came. But there was one person who was in there that did not have on the proper garments. Those who came freely to the wedding feast were given a garment. And this particular person came in without a garment. He was asked, why are you here without a garment? Where is your garment? And the person never answered. So God directed his servants to cast that person out. And the person went out. He was cast out. The person was cast out. And they said there was gnashing of teeth. What am I saying? When Jesus gave this parable. And he ended it by saying, for many are called, but few are chosen. He was saying that there are many who are called to the kingdom of God, openly and freely invited. But it is up to them to accept it. And those who accept it by faith, faith in the Lord Jesus, they are chosen. And that is who we are today. We who are of the household of faith, those of us who belong to the Lord Jesus, and are his ecclesia, we are chosen by him before the foundation of the world to be a part of his kingdom. And he is now compelling us to come. But it's about counting the cost. See, our mindset must be transformed. This is the era of the presence of God. This is the era. When we're entering the realm of his presence in all that we do. And it begins with our resting in God. We are a kingdom whom God has established in his authority. We have his authority. And the authority flows through our total submission to the Lord Jesus. Talking about count the cost. There's a scripture in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 9. I'm going to read the New King James Version of the scripture, and it reads, There remains therefore a rest for the people of God, for he has entered his rest, has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. Let me read that again. It's Hebrews chapter 4, verses 9 and 10, and it's the New King James Version of the scripture, and it reads, 
There remains therefore a rest for the people of God. For he who has entered his rest, which means whomever has entered God's rest, his rest, has himself also ceased, means that you've stopped from his own works as God did from his. What am I saying? God is saying, in order to be a part of his kingdom, in order for him to put you, place you in positions of authority and leadership, you must count the cost of what it would take to enter into his rest, to stop striving on your own, but allowing him by us being submissive, completely submitted to God himself. We enter into his rest and we're allowing him to use us for the purpose in which we were created. Talking about count the cost. Stop trying on your own to be good. Stop trying on your own to get along with everybody and rest in God. God is saying, in order to be a part of what he is doing, you must experience this new dimension in God where you are entering into his rest. This new dimension in God also means, as I said earlier, you must be willing to count the cost, what it's going to cost you. Are you willing to love Christ more than any of your earthly attachments? Talking about count the cost. In Luke chapter 14, and it's verse number 26, Jesus is speaking of this. He's speaking about counting the cost, speaking about those who took the time when they're about to enter into a particular a, a, a particular investment and it was meant for them to count the cost. In Luke chapter 14, I'm going to read verse, verse number 26 first and then I'm going to read the, the verse after that. It reads, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father, mother, wife, children, brothers, and sisters, as well as his own life, he can't be my disciple. Did you hear what Jesus said? Talking about count the cost. Are you willing to love Christ more than your earthly relationships? That's the question for you to think about today. Are you? Are you willing to lose those earthly relationships with your parents, with your spouse, with your children, with your siblings, and even your own life in order to be completely submitted for the purpose that your creator made you for? The scripture goes on to say, and this is Jesus speaking, if any one of you, and I mentioned this earlier, Wishing to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost to see if he has the resources to complete it. Otherwise, he lays the foundation and is unable to finish the work. And everyone who sees it will ridicule him, saying, 
This man could not finish what he started to build. Talking about counting the cost. The Lord Jesus wants us to think about what it could possibly cost you to follow him. We see in our own society how darker and darker things are becoming. How we're at a place now that there is no standing on the side of the road observing. You have to make a decision. And what the Lord Jesus is bringing to our attention today through this message, count the cost, is that there has to be a cost with anything that's worth, that is worth having in this life, especially the life that Christ gives you. You have to count the cost. Are you willing to give up certain relationships? Are you willing to give up certain, certain even opportunities for promotion where you are? Are you willing to put others before you? These are things, as the Lord Jesus pointed out, we have to decide for ourselves, talking about counting the cost. As we enter into this new era and this new dimension in him, these are the sort of things that will be required of us. Are you ready for what may possibly be, be required of you? In Psalm chapter 39, verse 4, and I'm going to read you the amplified version of the scripture. It reads, and this is David writing, Lord, let me know my life end and to appreciate the extent of my days. Let me know how frail I am, how transient is my stay here. Did you hear that? David is asking God to let him know his life's end and show him how to appreciate the extent of the days that he does have here on earth. And he also asked God to let him know how frail and how transient, that means how things can quickly change in our stay here on the earth. This is a man who understood about submitting himself completely to God. And he was so humble in how he viewed life. He didn't hold on to this life. He knew how fragile it was. Talking about counting the cost. And he counted the cost. Are you willing? Am I willing to move in that dimension in God in this era? Well, we would have a heart like David had. And God always referred to him as a man after his own heart. I want to speak to those today who heard this message, count the cost. And they never really thought about that there was a cost to be paid or a, a matter of counting costs when it comes to serving the Lord Jesus or being a part of his kingdom. But you know you didn't just listen to this message by coincidence because there's no coincidence in God and there's no coincidence in life. God has a a prophetic timeline where we can hear him, hear his voice, and he calls us to himself. And if you are a person who knows that God is speaking you speaking to you today, repeat after me, please. Heavenly Father, I know that you're speaking to me today about counting the cost. I never thought about even a relationship with the Lord Jesus and even that it would mean that I have to count the cost. I know that Jesus died for me on the cross and I know you raised him from the dead. And I'm asking you, God, 
come into my heart today. I'm asking you, Lord Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. Amen. Thank you for joining me today for Phyllis's New Creation. And remember, Phyllis's New Creation exists so that you will know how to apply the Word of God to your everyday life. Today's message, Count the Cost, was presented because the Lord Jesus wants us to know that there is a cost to be paid in following him. And he wants us to take the time, take this day, take this moment to come to him and ask him to reveal himself to you and to show you how to count the cost. You can find Phyllis's new creation in Google Podcasts. Just search, search for Phyllis's, P-H-Y-L-L-I-S, apostrophe S, a new, A-N-E-W, creation, C-R-E-A-T-I-O-N. And don't forget to put the word podcast in your search. I want to thank everyone who have been so generous and kind and gracious to Phyllis's new creation and have sown seeds into Phyllis's new creation. And I want to speak to those of you who listen and also may want to have an opportunity to sow seeds into Phyllis's new creation. Because this way we can get the word out throughout all the earth in many languages that God wants us to know how to apply his word to our everyday life. I have a cash app. My cash app is dollar sign, P as in Paul, A new, A N E W C. Again, it's dollar sign, Pan, P A N E W C. And for those of you who would like to write or send a check, you may write to Phyllis is a New Creation, 4846 North University Drive, Suite 237, Lauder Hill, Florida, 33351. That's 4846 North University Drive, Suite 237, Lauder Hill, that's L-A-U-D-E-R-H-I-L-L, Florida, 33351. Heavenly Father, I thank you for every soul that heard this message today. And I pray that everyone that heard this message will indeed count the cost, God. And when they count the cost, the cost will be priceless for them. And they will open up their heart and invite the Lord Jesus to come in to sup with them and they with him. Amen. Have a wonderful day.